0: To all, today's office comment off Ein Tess, and we are starting Ein Chesamun Beis on the bottom with the words Tana Rabanan. And today's office sponsor Leilu Nishmas mars Miriam Zara Basi Biyakiv Meisha Herne Shama should have an Olia. Nishmas mars Rivka Basi Remeir Zev Shama should have an Olia. And the us we have a brisa Ganav if a person stole an animal Vnasal Acher and then he gave it to somebody else Vitavach, and that fellow shechted it and this is on the instruction of the Ganiv or Ganav Vnasal Acher Machar he stole an animal give it to somebody else and that fellow sold it for him Ein Tesamun Beis on the top Ganav he stole an animal Vhektish. And he was Maktashit. he stole this animal of a hikif and he sold somebody on credit. Ghanav a hiklif, he stole the animal and exchanged it for something else. Ghanav of nasa matana, he stole it and gave it as a present. Ghanav a par he stole it and paid a debt with it. Ghanav a par he stole it and paid his credit with it. Ghanav a of lunnas of a he stole it and sent it as a present to the house of his father in law. This is referring to back in the day when they did kiddushin, and the woman, after she accepted this kiddushin, stayed in her father's house for close to a year. So the chasin would send presents to his father in law's house, and that's what did over here. He has to pay our Khamisha in all these scenarios. The Gemara asks, What's the brides are teaching us? And the answer is two things. Ashmina Reisha, the Reisha is teaching us that when he stole it and gave it to somebody else to shech or to sell, that teaches us the Yeshlech Then in this case, we say that there is a Shlech HaDvar Veira. Even though throughout all of Torah, we don't say there's a Shlech HaDvar Veira. And if Ruvain tells Shim to go do an Aveira for him, Shim and for that and not Ruvain, HaCha Yashlech Over here, we do say there's a Shlech and my time. of Why is that? Because the pasuk tells us Makhari, <laughs> and he shechted or sold it. So clearly, we're comparing shechting it and selling it. Just like when he sells it, it's impossible to do so without another party being involved. Even if the god of himself sells it, he has to sell it to somebody else, and nonetheless, the god of his for that. So too, when it's shechted by somebody else, the god of his for that. And vashmin and seifa, we learn from the seifa that god of a when he steals and is machdash it. The reason why is for that is because what does it make a difference if he's selling it to a regular person or if he's selling it so to speak to Shemayim when he's maktashid it's like he's selling it to the of and that's considered a sale as well and that's the chidosh that we learn out of the safe from the Brai saw and moving on the Mishnah tells us he stole the animal in the Roshos of the Bailim which means he went into the fellow's barn for example and schlepped the animal out of the owner's Roshos and then he shakhaled or sold it outside of the Roshos or he stole it outside of the Roshos the animal was wandering around and then he brought it into the owner's rishos, and sold it there. Or he did everything. He stole it and Shechir sold it outside the Rashus of the Ba'alim. In all these scenarios, he would have to pay a dollar of a hay. That's because he was kinda of it, it became completely his, and so he's chai for everything. But if he did everything in the Rashus of the owner, potter, he's potter for that. Because he was never kind of it, since it was still in the owner's reshus, him being my Shechet, pulling it towards himself, is not considered a Kenyan, and therefore he's not Khay for stealing it or subsequently selling it or Shechter it. The if is busy schlepping it and bringing it out of the owner's rishos, umes and then it died. It died in the rishos of the owner, meaning he didn't have a chance to schlep it out of the owner's rishos yet. Potter, he's Potter for that because he never stole it. It was still in the rishos of the bailim. However, if he lifted the animal up while he was still in the rishos of the owner, or he completely took it out of the rishos of the owner, umes, and then it died, chayiv, so he's for that, because that's considered a proper Kenyan. Taking it out of the rishos of the bailim is obviously a Kenyan, and even if he's in the rishos of the him, if he picked it up, he lifted it, he did a hagba, that's also considered a valid Kenyan, and therefore he would be chai for that. Furthermore, let's say the Ganev gave this animal to a Kayin for the redemption of his firstborn son. We know there's something called a pidin aben, 30 days after a firstborn boy is born, he has to be paid to his son redeem him from a kain. So the Ghaniv gave the animal to the kain for the pidin aben, or he gave it to someone whom he owed money to, or he gave the animal to one of these shaymrim, and the fellow whom the animal was given to was busy Pulling it and then it died. So birshas habayilim. If it died still in the rishos of the owner potter, so the ganav's potter. However, he'd be a yeshayitzim If it was lifted up or taken out of the rishos of the owner umes the the and then it died, chayivs on the ganav's chayiv. Now we're going to ask a question and we're going to bring a riot from our Mishnah. By a meyer asks the following question: Were they metakin that a shaymer has to do meshicha in order to officially be kind of the animal? So Rabbi Yemer Yemer says Tashma. We'll learn it from our Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? If he gave it to a kind for opinion of his son or to his or He gave it to one of these Shemrim, and the Meshach continues to say that he was pulling it and taking it out, and it died in the Roshas of the Bailim, Potter. he's Potter, and the Mishnah continued to say that if it was added to the Bailim, then he's Chayiv. Now, my love Shimer, aren't we talking about a Shimer over here? We We see from here they were attacking Mishicha by Shimer, and that's the only reason why the Ganiv is Chayiv over here because the Shimer was Maishachet out of the Roshos of the owner on instruction of the Ganev, and so that's the answer to our question. So I'm really, I may respond to him, Lloyd. That's not what we're referring to Ganev. We're actually talking about the Ganiv himself, meaning the Ganev took it from the house of the Shimer. The Bailim gave this animal to the Shimer to watch, and the Ganiv stole it from the house of the Shimer. Ask more. How can you say that? The Rashi, the Mishnah already taught a Gan of taking it out of the house of the owner, so there's no reason for the Mishnah to bring another scenario of the Gan of stealing it from the Shimer's house. It's the same thing. So Gmar attempts to answer that no, it's not the same thing. The Mishnah is teaching two separate cases, which might be similar, but they're still different. One case, which is the Risha, is talking about the Gan of stealing it from the owner's house, and one case is talking about the Gan of stealing it from the Shimer's house. However, Rabashi said, don't push it off with this logic because Malig Gan of Shimer what's the difference where the Ganem stole it from? If he stole it from the Bailem's house or if he stole it from the Shimer's house, it's still considered stealing an animal. There's no difference between the Shimer's house and the Bailem's house, and therefore there's no reason to teach us two separate cases. El Lav, Shimer. It must be that we're talking about the Shimer was taking it out of the house of the Bailem. We clearly see from here, like we suggested originally, taking a Meshicha by Shimerim, Shmami this is a raya, there were Meshicha by Shimerim. And if Murnami was also stated like this, Amr of Velazar says, just like Chazal were Meshicha, that when a person is buying Something. He has to do Meshicha. He has to pull it towards himself in order to be kind. it. Kach tiknu Meshicha b'Shaymrim. They're also remetakin Meshicha <laughs> b'Shaymrim. In Tayana Mehochi, we have a Brisa just like this. <laughs> Kederh shetiknu Meshicha b'l'koychaz. Kach tiknu Meshicha b'Shaymrim. So that's our Raya. Now this Brisa we just quoted continues. Uchshem shakarkinik niz b'cheset b'Shtar b'chazaka. Just like a person is buying a piece of property that could be acquired with money, simply paying for it, or with a shtar. The owner writes over the title to the buyer. Or chazaka, the buyer affects some sort of change to the property. So, too, when we're dealing with a rental, that's officially acquired, meaning a person is officially a seicher, a renter. When there's kasav shtaru chazaka, the gemara asks, What type of sechirus? What type of rental are we talking about over here?" If we want to say that we were talking about renting a movable object, like renting a car, are metalton transferred by way of star? They're definitely not. So, how are we able to say that? The answer is, we're talking about renting karka. And that rental can be affected through kesev, shtar, or chazaka. And on to another case, Armar blazer Blazer says, they saw a fellow hiding in the forest, looking at animals that were grazing in the pasture. And then they see him shechting or selling an animal that was in the pasture. So He has to pay talad ve Ask the Gemara, why would that be? He never did mishich on the animal. All they did was see him shechting it. And you could actually shecht an animal while it's standing up. Or it could be that he sold the animal to somebody without ever touching it. So why would he be high for that? He was never kind of the animal, Begneva, in order to sell it or it? So, says the answer is It's talking about where he struck it with a stick and it moved because of that, and that's considered a Kenyan. However, now we ask another question. Ami they said, Since they saw him, Goslin who? He's considered a Goslin. And as we've explained previously, there's a key difference between a ghanav and a Goslin. A Goslin is someone who steals in the open, and a ghanav is someone who steals secretly. And it's only a Ghanev who has to pay Kefal and and not a Goslin. And these people saw him, so he's a Goslin. Now, you might ask, but what about a ganev A ganev is also seen by two Adim, because how else? Are we going to prove that he's a ganiv in order to mechayv him kefil dalad bahay. And the answer is, a ganiv still has his classification because he's afraid of the owner. So even though other people saw him, he's still afraid of stealing in front of the owner. But this guy over here, since he's stealing from the pasture where everyone's animals are allowed to graze, he's clearly not afraid of the owner because he doesn't know who the owner is, and it's very possible the owner is watching him and nonetheless he's stealing it, rendering him a goslin and not a ganiv. So my answer is no. Kivin dekametarim minaihu. Since he's hiding from them, he's hiding in the forest. That's what we said. He was hiding behind the Trees looking at the animals, Ganev, who is still considered a Ganev. Ask more of El Gazlan So, what exactly is the case of a Gazlan? If you're going to say that a fellow stealing in the open, in the pasture, very possibly in front of the owner, is still considered a Ganev because he was hiding in the trees waiting for the opportune moment, so then who's a Gazlan? So, answers. For example, Benayo who's WML's general, Shinemar says in the Pasik, and he stole the spear from the hand of the Mitzri, and he killed him with his own spear. And that's a Gazlan. When you steal something from the owner directly, in front of him, clearly not afraid of the owner at all. That's a real gazlin. Rabbi Yechonah, Rabbi Yechonah says, like the people of Shem. Shemar says the pasuk about them. harim, the people of Shem laid ambushes at the tops of the mountains. By yigzol as and they stole everything from the people that were passing by, like a good old classic highway robber. And that's a gazlin when you steal from the person himself in front of him. Asking Marbavo, my time why doesn't say from this? So he would tell you, since they were hiding in the mountains, they're not goslin. On him, they're gonna him because they're afraid. Or, Rabbi Yechanan, he would answer, The only reason why they're hiding is the so that people shouldn't see them and run away from them before they could steal their belongings. But they weren't hiding because they were afraid. And the Mark of the Yehusha told me that Rabbi Yechon Mazakai, Rabbi Yechon asked him, Why is it that the tire was more machmer with a ganiv, requiring him to pay kefal or dollar vehey more than a gazlin? So, he told them, This one, a gazlin, he equates the covet of the Evid to the covet of the master, whereas Aganev does not equate them. What does that mean? So Aghazlin, he doesn't care about Hashem's covet, because he's stealing, even though Hashem said not to, but he doesn't care about other people's covet either, because he steals right in front of them. But Aganev he doesn't care about Hashem because he's stealing, but he clearly cares about other people because he's trying to steal without being seen. And therefore since he shows more covet to people than to Hashem, he gets an extra penalty. And further explanation of this is ka kilu it's as if he makes the eye of below, which is a euphemism for Hashem's eye, as if Hashem doesn't see, but and the ear of below, again a euphemism for Hashem's ear, as if he doesn't hear. Shemar, the passage says, Woe to those who hide in the depths to conceal counsel from Hashem, and their deeds are done in darkness. And the passage continues telling us, and they say, who sees us and who knows. And another passage says, and they say, and the God of Yaakov doesn't comprehend. And another passage says, they said, Hashem abandoned the Hashem raya, and Hashem doesn't see. So they think, or they pretend that Hashem doesn't see, and that's why they get an extra penalty. And Armour of Mayor of Mayor says, They said a Mashal parable in the name of Ramagam Leel. What's this comparable to? Two people living in a city. And they both made a feast. One invited everyone from the city, but didn't invite the prince. And one of them made this feast, and he didn't invite anyone, not the people from the city, not the sons of the king. So Azamah and Ruba, who gets the bigger punishment? Punishment. It's the one that invited everyone from the city, but not the B'nai Melech. And our mayor Meir says, Come and see how great the power of work, or of lost work, is. When a person steals a shar, and that caused the owner now not to be able to do his work because he doesn't have a shar, so the guy has to pay five. When he steals a sheep, he's not the owner, from his malacha, because you don't do any malacha with the sheep. He only has to pay four. And our of Yechem explains in a different way, come and see how important covet of people is a shar that walks on its own two feet the ganiv has to pay five a sheep when he steals it he has to put it on his shoulder to walk out with it and he suffers some level of embarrassment by having to walk with a sheep on his shoulders so he only has to pay four and not five and moving on to another Mishnah no raising small animals in Eretz Yisrael such as sheep and goats and why is this? because of Yishev Eretz Yisrael, small animals tend to wander away from where they're supposed to be, and they graze in other people's fields, and even though the owner is going to have to pay for that damage, it still ruins the other person's field. And we want there to be positive yesh Yisrael, and not just have lands getting destroyed by animals grazing. So no raising small animals in Eretz Yisrael. But they are allowed to be raised in Surya, which is not officially Eretz Yisrael, even though it was conquered by Davod HaMelech, Uv Midbar shalat Yisrael, and in open areas of Eretz Yisrael, which don't have cultivated fields. Furthermore, no raising chickens in Yerushalayim because of Kachim. We know there's a lot of Kachim, a lot of karbonos in Yerushalayim, and chickens tend to peck around the garbage, and they might take out a piece of a sharet and be metami the kachim because of that, so no raising chickens in Yerushalayim at all, and we'll Yisrael and kaihanim are not allowed to raise chickens in all barat Yisrael because of taharais, all the different gifts that are given to kaihanim, chala and truma for example, those have to be eaten in a state of tahara, and if kaihanim have chickens, so again, those chickens might take a sharet out of the garbage and be metami these taharais, furthermore, the Mishnah says, no raising a chazir in any place, and the Gemara is going to explain why, furthermore, loy gadol other. A, a person is not allowed to raise a dog unless it's tied by a chain. The reason for this is because dogs bite and bark, and they might cause a pregnant woman to miscarry. However, they're tied with a chain, so they're not afraid, and we won't have this issue. And lastly, the mission says, person No spreading out traps for pigeons. Unless it's 30 wrists, which is 4 mil, away from the yishuv, because if it's within this area, people's personal pigeons might be caught by this trap, and then the fellow's going to be stealing. So if he wants to trap loose pigeons, which are hafker, he has to make sure that that he's at least 30 wrists outside the city. And now the Gemara says, Arban, we have a bride saw, so, no raising small animals in Eretz Yisrael, like we explained in the Mishnah, Megalim, Bekhay, Rashin, Shab, but they could be raised in the forest areas of Eretz Yisrael, because this whole area is hefker, and a person's animals are allowed to graze here. Furthermore, Be-Surya, he's allowed to raise small animals in Surya, and even if it's in a populated area, and we don't have to say that he's allowed to raise in Chutzl And that's because the assumption is the majority of lands owned in Chutzl Aretz belong to non-Jews, and there's no union of Yishuv Surya or Yishuv of Aretz. And therefore, if a person's small animal does damage someone's field, okay, so he'll just pay for it. But again, there's no problem of Yishuv. And then, we have another b'risa. No raising small animals in Eretz Yisrael. But they are allowed to be raised in the desert area of Yehuda and in the desert that's in the border of Akkai. Amru in Even though they said no raising small animals in Ertz Israel, Avam Magadlan Behemagasa. But one is allowed to raise a large animal, such as a horse or a cow, in populated areas of Israel. And why is that? Shouldn't we technically have the same problem that the cow might wander off into somebody's field, or the horse is going to eat somebody else's produce, and we're going to have this issue of Israel? And the reason why it's not a problem is Lafisha and Gazan Zerel at Tibur, Elam Kane Revah Tibur, and Lamadba. Chazal weren't Gaz or something on the Tibur, unless the majority of the Tibur would be able to hold to this. And the reason why this is Xayra, that the majority of people would not be. Able to keep to is because we need large animals for working to plow the fields and things like that. We also need them for riding on and so no was made on large animals. And furthermore small animals could be brought from Chutz La'aretz if one needs to shech them to eat them whereas a person can't bring a from Chutz La'aretz because he needs it now and he's not just bringing it for shechting it. Again, he needs it for riding or plowing. And here we do have a little bit of a kula even though they said no raising small animals in Eretz Yisrael but he could keep them by him before Yom for 30 days because Yom he needs a lot of animals so he can buy these animals 30 days before Yom and then keep them until Yom and also 30 days before the and his son, he could also have these small animals however as long as he doesn't keep the last one that he bought for a full 30 days you might think the that if it's already past Yom and now which you bought up until now still hasn't been for 30 days, meaning let's say he bought an animal a week before Yontif, and now he still has that animal after Yontif, so maybe he should be able to hold on to it for another three weeks. Lainima, don't say, explains the Gemara, that's permitted to have these animals for 30 days. El, keeping the nofak regal, once it's already passed Yontif, he's not allowed to keep this animal with him. And that's what the Bryce is emphasizing. He's allowed to buy these animals a maximum of 30 days before Yontif, but once Yontif comes, he has to make sure to check all of them and is not allowed to keep any of them after Yontif, even if he just bought it a couple days before Yontif. And we continue Payam Adalfa on the top, Vatabach, a butcher, which is a fellow who would shecht animals for the market day, he could buy animals and shecht them, or buy them and keep them till the market day, as long as he doesn't keep the delayed one of them for 30 days. Again, the same concept. He's allowed to buy animals 30 days before market day, and let's say he bought one a week before market day, he's not allowed to keep it afterwards for another three weeks, for a total of 30 days. Everything has to be gone by market day. We're going to stop for the day and and continue to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.